0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Just Sling It. And today, we will recap the Thursday edition of the World of Outlaw not-centered during Sprint Car Series from the World Finals at Charlotte. And we will also recap Northern Iowa's bashing over Illinois State. Iowa, we preview Iowa, Wisconsin. Indiana State in North, Northern Iowa, give you a rundown in my thoughts of the college football top 25 and my top five games of the week and of course oh and of course NFL week nine so what are you waiting for you don't want to miss it so let's just jump right on to the action my name as always is Brendan Schneblin and I want to welcome you in personally to this latest episode of just sling it titled, By Week Suck, and that's really what it all came down to this week. There was no Iowa game, and no Iowa State game for me to recap. And on um, by mistake, I accidentally did the Iowa State-Oklahoma preview on my previous episode, which of course is available on Spotify and wherever else you can get your podcasts at. So... Let's just jump right on in. Of course, we always start with the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series, and this time it's World Finals opening night. And really, my thoughts on it were: who won the night? It's really, it's really, really tough to pick between either Donnie Shots or Brad Sweet on this one. But what I can say, I can't get that specific, but I can get down to where. I believe that Donnie Schatz will win Friday overall, lessen the points lead. Brad Sweet will have to be on the hammer if he wants to lessen the chances of Schatz getting much for points. Um, If Brad Sweet is down on the hammer Friday, then I think that he's going to have this championship in the bag if he shows up and performs well on Saturday. No, moving to Saturday. I think Brad Sweet will win Saturday versus Donnie Schatz. And um, I think this because, number one, he qualified higher than Schatz did. Not that much higher, but it was higher to where Sweet will very quite possibly be guaranteed a dash starting spot and an even greater chance of starting in the top five. For the feature. In my opinion. It really all depends on how that dash draw goes as well. You Really got to have a good one of those. For uh, the world finals at Charlotte. So in my opinion. It was a tie between these two guys. Of course it was not a points night. It was just qualifying that went on. So let's recap. The top five here. In qualifying. Tonight, qualifying A for Saturday was up first, and your top five looked like this: Aaron Reitzel went quick time at a twelve seven thirty seven. Zeb Wise was second at a twelve eight two seven. Jacob Allen was third at a twelve eight forty six. Brad Sweet was fourth at a twelve eight eighty, and Carson Macedo. Round out the top five with a 12.894. Now, as we move to second group qualifying for Saturday night show, uh, Logan Schuhart was quick time at a 12.785. David Gravel was second at a 12.835. Giovanni Selzy was third at 12.842. Kerry Madsen was fourth at a 12.852. And Brian Brown was fifth at a 12.924. Now, as we move to Friday's results for qualifying um, Group A uh, Logan Schuhart goes quick time at a 12.774. David Gravel goes second at a 12.895. Ian Madsen at third at a 12.916. Paige Poliak fourth at a 12.939. That is Lady Lightning Paige Poliak. And my man, the 17-year-old Giovanni Selzi, probably the youngest sprint car driver you could find out there right now. In fifth at a $12,959. So that did it for qualifying for the Outlaws. And they actually had to cancel the remainder of the show tonight. They'd probably still be um racing right now if it weren't for uh it's cold right it's cold down in North Carolina right now believe it or not right now we're currently sitting at uh let's see 61 but it's raining so it makes it feel colder and um yeah it's just i mean it's not like it's supposed to get down uh Wind chill wise, down there supposed to get down to where levels aren't usually. And another reason why they canceled is because it had started to rain, and their main goal was to get all that they could in, excuse me, but before uh, Friday. And luckily, they got qualifying done for most classes. I know late model class um got rained out until tomorrow. But, um, anyway, we will see how that goes tomorrow. I'm sad. I'll be in school, so I miss it. But, uh, I'll be probably home by the time that Dryden Heat Races, uh, will start to pick up the action for the World of Outlaws-NASA New Drink Sprint Car Series. Now, moving on to college football. There was no Iowa game and no Iowa State game, um... Listen in here for Iowa's preview versus Wisconsin this weekend. Um, and you can listen to Iowa State Oklahoma preview on our last episode, episode 4 of Just Sling It. Now, recapping Northern Iowa Illinois State. Northern Iowa puts a bashing on Illinois State 27 to 10, the final score. Uh, leading passer for the New and I Panthers, Will McElvane. Freshman Phenom, the magician, 14 for 28, completing 50%, simple math there, of his passes, uh, 189 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, quite the stud at quarterback, if you ask me. And um, today, instead of Tyler Hoosman as a leading rusher, it was Nick McCabe as a leading rusher. at. Uh, 15 carries, 44 yards. It really doesn't say much about a smooth running game, which I believe that they'll have to get going here as the season goes on. And of course, Iowa State can't be complete without getting their top wide receiver involved. That was Isaiah Weston at five receptions, 68 yards. Now on to our college football previews. Iowa versus Wisconsin. Uh, one thing, I got, um, four keys, including one huge key to this game for Iowa. Um, number one was to just stop Jonathan Taylor and take him out of the game early, because when you can do that to Wisconsin, it really eliminates what they can do offensively, especially against a defense like Iowa's, where they can... Come up, they'll hit you and challenge you on the offensive side of the football, as well as Wisconsin's uh, very tough, tough defenses to get around in NCAA football. Um, so, so, key one, stop Jonathan Taylor um, and take him out of the game. Second key was, is to watch out for wide receiver Quintes Cephas down the field. Um, because Jack Cohn, quarterback for Wisconsin, loves to target him, especially on downfield um, passes. Um, he's really a, their biggest weapon at wide receiver, so try to take him away as well. And you can't, and probably the biggest of the smaller keys to this game for Iowa, you can't depend on defense this whole game. So someone needs to step up on the offensive side of the football, Senior captain Nate Stanley will need to make some throws early and probably throughout this game that have to prove to me that Iowa can win this game. And they can't rely on a defensive play to happen because Wisconsin's just too smooth on the offensive side of the football to be re- to uh or for Iowa to rely on maybe a mistake to happen. So um you got to make an offensive play. That's how you win football games. Um, Once again, like I said, you can watch the previous episode of Just Sling It for the Iowa State-Oklahoma preview. Indiana State versus Northern Iowa. Uh, For Northern Iowa, just keep um, Will McElvain in his smooth persona at quarterback. Just keep throwing that football around, slinging it all over the field, uh, making defense look silly out there. And you shall be good. Um, try to pound the ball in the ground. This is one thing that you and I hasn't really sh- proven to me yet this year. They haven't really shown a solid run game, so really try and work on that if you're the Panthers. And also, um, I realize that this might not might not be much of a key, but if you get going far enough, maybe try to get uh, McElvain, uh maybe his feet involved, maybe like a couple read option plays. <clears throat> Um, Now the college football playoff top 25, these rankings were first released on Tuesday, uh, two days ago, not around this time um, in the night. But uh, we'll start at number one, we'll just run down uh, the top ten for you here. Ohio State at number one, LSU at two, Alabama at three, Penn State at four, Clemson at five, Georgia at six, Oregon at seven, Utah Utes at 8, Oklahoma Sooners at 9, and Florida Gators at 10. One thing that I kind of questioned right off the bat was, I mean, you've heard a lot of people say that Ohio State was uh, the, you know, the best team in college football this year, Um, and, I mean, don't prove me I mean, don't get me down here. I have a lot of respect for the Ohio State Buckeyes and their program. They have a talented, talented quarterback in Justin Fields, and he will be very great at the next level. But I could could see now where they put Ohio State at number one. I think they got the top four right, because as I looked at how they moved Penn State in front of Clemson, I agree with that because Clemson, that one-point loss or that one-point win, that narrow win in North Carolina, that was really kind of a decider, and that Clemson really has a stranglehold on their division, so they haven't really had any strong opponents to date. Like Penn, Penn State's beaten Michigan, um, they've beaten Michigan State, so, and they go up against a ranked Minnesota team that, frankly, isn't half bad. This weekend, so... I really think that they got this top four right. Um, LSU and Alabama. Uh, um, this game will definitely decide the SEC West, if not for an upset of some sort. Maybe later down the road, you got still got Auburn, the Iron Bowl, on the schedule if you are Alabama. But, just keep in mind that this game will most likely decide... The SEC West. And earlier, I forgot to mention this in the Iowa-Wisconsin preview. I believe that 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 game has huge implications written all over it. Because this game, um, whoever wins this game, really is going to get... They're probably going to end up in Indy, playing in the Big Ten Championship game, representing the Big Ten West... And quite possibly up against those Ohio State Buckeyes. So, does Wisconsin want a rematch with Ohio State? Or does Iowa want to take them down again like they did back in 2017? If you're an Iowa fan, you love that game. I know I did. It was kind of fun to see. But uh, now moving on to the top five. My top five games of the week. We'll start at number five this time. Mixing it up this time. Uh, Baylor, TCU, as uh, no- at number five, my prediction: Baylor thirty-five, TCU twenty-eight. My biggest question: Will TCU be up for the challenge against this undefeated Baylor team? That isn't half bad either, and they can hurt you in many different factors this year, um, on both sides of the football. So we will see. At number four, I have. Ohio, or Iowa State versus Oklahoma, I have Iowa State 21, Oklahoma 28. My biggest question, will Iowa State challenge on the road? They've challenged Oklahoma the past two years. They beat them in uh, 2017. Will we see it happen again? And that was in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, uh, home of the Sooners. So we will see if it happens again. At number 3, I have Iowa versus Wisconsin. Uh, Iowa 14, Wisconsin 28. Biggest question, will we see any offense in this game? Um, like I said earlier, if we, the team that shows the most on offense, I believe will win this game. And win it by maybe 14 points at the most. So it could really go either way here on either side of the uh, score column. At number 2, I have Undefeated Penn State versus undefeated Minnesota. Uh, Penn State, I have Penn State 31, Minnesota 21. Uh, The biggest question can Minnesota hang around long enough and can they um, keep up with Penn State's offense? They haven't faced a team like this all year. And uh, will we see the real Minnesota identity come out or will we see maybe a new Minnesota? Has P.J. Fleck transform this team is my question. Another question that I've seen uh, pop up this year. But, of course, at number one, uh, my number one game of the week definitely has to be Alabama versus LSU. Um, Alabama 24, LSU 17 is my prediction in that one. Biggest question, will Tua Tagovailoa, the quarterback for the uh, Crimson Tide, be ready to go in this game? He's going to have to go up against a swarming LSU defense with safeties and cornerbacks that you can't even imagine um, pressing down on these good wide receivers. Jalen Waddell, uh, Henry Ruggs, um, oh, there's one more. I can't think of his name now. Um, Devonta Smith, who, of course, caught that game winner. A dangerous receiver down the field who caught the game winner in the national championship against Georgia a couple years ago now. But, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a really interesting game. If LSU's defense can stop Alabama's offense, I think it's going to be an even better game. I think LSU will definitely have a chance if they can stop Alabama's offense. I think LSU will win by seven points in that one. All right, now recapping NFL, the action around the NFL in Week 9. Thursday night football uh, one week ago, 49ers 28, Cardinals 25. The Niners really kind of stumbled in this game. They stumbled through this game kind of zombified, so to speak. But uh, the Cardinals, I believe, missed a game-winning field goal. Potential game-winning field goal midway through the fourth quarter to uh, possibly have won the game, and they kind of blew it. So, uh, Golden Opportunity couldn't take advantage of it. Now, Sunday, Lions 24, Raiders 31. That game came down to the wire, the fourth and goal play. The decision for the play-action pass, and it hit the turf. So, the Raiders win... By seven in that one. Uh, Texans twenty-six Jaguars three. Of course, we all getting the news that Nick Foles um, will be back um, at starting quarterback and they will be rebenching Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars after that loss. <clears throat> uh, Redskins nine, Bills 24. Vikings 23. Chiefs 26. Chiefs winning. On a game-winning field goal with two seconds to play in the game. Uh, Jets 18, Dolphins 26. Dolphins getting their first win of the year. Bears 14, Eagles 22. Uh, Bears keep stumbling after everyone thought that they could be back again this year and play with some ferocity. But uh, that's really been kind of stumbled upon so far. And the Bills really haven't proved... Bills. The Bears haven't really proved much this year to me. Um, Colts 24, Steelers 26. Adam Vinatieri's struggles continue as he um, missed the game. Winning field goal, and that thing wasn't even close. I saw a video of it. Uh, Steelers win by two. Titans 20, Panthers 30. Buccaneers 34, Seahawks 40 in a crazy overtime game. I know all of you, including me, who had Russell Wilson as your starting fantasy quarterback, had quite the day as he threw. He was responsible for five touchdowns in that game, Um, including the game-winning touchdown pass. Uh, Browns 19, Broncos 24. Browns can't seem to find their footing after... Uh, incidents with Baker Mayfield. Now, quite a bit of losses. They just, Freddie Kitchens can't adapt to this offense yet. And they're going to need to find their identity fast. else so they're going to be out to lunch. Uh, Packers 11. Chargers 26. Uh, Packers really being limited for the first time this year. Patriots 20. Ravens 37 on Sunday Night Football. Ravens hand the Patriots... Their first loss in a blowout. Um, If you're a Ravens fan, you had to be really pleased with what you saw on your team on that Sunday night football game. Then Monday, Cowboys 37, Giants 18. Cowboys really handling the Giants that whole game. And my team of the week, of course, has to be the Baltimore Ravens with their amazing performance to take down the undefeated Patriots. Um, I didn't give my Heisman... Watch earlier, but nothing's really changed. Uh, I still have Jalen Hurts at number one, uh, Joe Burrow at number two. But if Joe Burrow can lead this team to a win against Alabama, of course, he'll have to be bumped up to number one in the Heisman race for sure. Um, Jalen Hurts at number one, Burrow at two, Tagovailoa at three, um. A lot of people saying Chase Young should be in the Heisman vote. I say no way. Um, I think Heisman players should be in skill position uh, plays because really that's where you see all the special come out, and <clears throat> you see them on the field more often, in my opinion. And you just you really kind of see more their skill, and um, you know more attributes um, being shown on the offensive side of the football. And, yeah, they make more plays on that offensive side of the football, too, in my opinion. Uh, At number, let's see, four, I have um, Jonathan Taylor. And at number five is Justin Fields. Okay, fine. (laughs) Um... Chase Young, uh, he's good enough. I, I would put him in a Heisman race. He's at number six. There you go. I put him at number six uh, to close out this episode of this or almost call it the slide shop, but I'm um, just sling it. Um, so anyway, my name is Brendan Schnevelin. It's been an honor to share my, this week's thoughts with all of you. I hope you guys enjoy this new episode, and I will see you next time. Peace.